Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the company's brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Learn more at businessofcannabis.com. Coming up on today's BFC Live, we'll connect with Krista Raymer of Vitrina Group talking about inventory strategy as it relates to cannabis products for cannabis retailers, not only uh, in Ontario, but throughout Canada. Talking in advance of our June Cannabis Retail Series, visit businessofcannabis.com to learn more about that. Here's Krista Raymer from Vitrina Group. Krista Raymer, thank you for being here on a Friday morning. Thanks. Um, last week, was it last week? I feel like time is both flying and standing still. Um, last week, we had a great retail series event uh, of which you are our presenting partner and we love having you there. Um, we were also with LeafLink and talking about inventory strategies as it relates specifically to accessories. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot and you're going to like this, I think. I've been trying to put everything on the same kind of X and Y axis that the folks at Headset taught us about, <laughs> taught me about, about uh, like how fast it's moving versus like, like it was, it was great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, there's some really actionable tools that the team from Headset and then as well as the tool from LeafLink allow retailers to think about their inventory and their accessory inventory because it looks different than cannabis. Yeah, it does. And and I learned a lot from you from you from you and the buildup and that event and headset and LeafLink and actually the folks from um, uh, recreation marketing as well about sort of the products that they uh, uh, they rep as well. So that's on the accessory side. And I think that inventory strategy is super interesting and compelling. And it's not the only thing these cannabis retailers are selling. The product they are selling is almost, I don't want to put too much, like it's make or break, like their inventory strategy and how they think about ordering. Is it not? Yeah, it totally is. Inventory is like maybe the second largest investment beyond rent. Um, and it's an asset that you hold on to, but the reality is, is it's not an appreciating asset. So it doesn't gain value by you having it in store. And so there's a really um, important balance that you have to play with having SKUs come in and the velocity to which they go back out the doors. Yeah. And, and, uh, and you have to order obviously from the OCS and so does everybody else. So you're not ordering from some unique suppliers that only you could have like a restaurant might with wine you are ordering from the same sheet that everybody else has. So yeah. what do you order? How do you order? You know, where are you going to find your markups? You can actually pay the rent and your people and for the accessories you need to buy, like talk, give me like a quick, I don't know, like when you're talking to your clients who are retailers, yeah. what's the first thing you tell them? Well, I think it's important that like a year ago, there were a lot of conversations around the product offering on the OCS and it being really tight and it didn't offer a lot of differentiation. The reality is now is that there's a lot of different categories and with the introduction of um, product categories like craft and some of the new products that are coming online, there is more of an opportunity to start to differentiate and match your inventory to your customer. The reality is, is that every retail store's inventory and how it flows out the doors are going to be a little bit different. And we get asked a lot, like, why don't I just reinvest in the 300 best performing SKUs that um, push through the OCS? 
The trouble with that is that you're creating a system that's very, very difficult to track in terms of how well it performs in your store. And so inventory is this like weird situation where you will only do what is in the store to do. Nice. Meaning you don't know if you could be increasing in a certain category if you don't stock the store in that way. With that being said, if you overstock, it becomes really difficult to get that cash flow back out. If you've made um, some missteps in the judgments that you've, um, I guess, decided on when looking at SKUs. So being really particular and measuring how you invest, when you reinvest, and when you also make a decision that maybe a SKU just isn't the right product for your store is really, really important. Yeah. It, and it, I, I learned so much from you and I'm not just blowing smoke because you're here, but like, I, 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 there's so many things that I didn't even think about, which matter so much to a store, not only like how customers feel in a store, less sort of the physical presence and, and the merchandising and all that, but also like you could sell products all day that make no money and you're still, you, you may be selling lots of product. It's just not the, the part you need, but also you need to think about not only what you're selling, but how to differentiate what you're selling, as you're saying, to what the four stores in downtown Toronto on the same block, right? And how they approach it, because it is, it is a competitive, it's very competitive out there. Yeah, you have to have the right mix. Um, and you have to have the right mix at the right price point and the right inventory levels positioned in the right place in your store or right now in the right place online with your online menu. And so there are lots of little intricacies that you can do that can really impact sales. Um, and one of the things that I would encourage retailers and potentially is an area where is getting um, avoid or is avoided or is overlooked is in like attachment rates and thinking how we attach one product to another and how you might be able to dig into your data and understand what products are selling together. Yeah. And we're going to talk a lot about this in our June cannabis retail series. Folks should be on our website, uh, looking at the event section to, to register, but, but I'm keen for that because I think there's so, it's so, it's so juicy and there's lots of conversation to have. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is we are hearing obviously from our LP friends this week in particular, um, that the Ontario cannabis store is releasing a little bit more information about what they call flow through, uh, for those that don't know what flow through is, tell me what that is. And then, uh, we could talk a little bit about what we think the OCS might be doing. Yeah, from my understanding, flow through is going to be this opportunity to um, purchase SKUs as a retailer that are not in the main OCS catalog. And so those SKUs might be SKUs that need to move really quickly or are um, something that wouldn't hit the velocity targets across the entire OCS network. Um, and that they'll be available for retailers to purchase, but the product will still live at, with the licensed producer, then travel to the OCS and through the OCS uh, warehousing be distributed to the retail stores. Yeah, so, so it could allow, let me ask you a question. So I am a retailer, I run a store called Jay's Cannabis, although I think there is a Jay's Cannabis. So not that, not Jay's Cannabis, not Jay's Supply Co, because that is a, is, a, uh, is a cannabis. There's also Triple J, I think in the Yukon. Um, so I could say, I want to have these very specific products that are maybe even branded like my cannabis products that, I could work with a licensed producer produced. It would obviously flow through the um, OCS, just like if I was a restaurant and had a specific wine I wanted. And then I would be the only one who could get it. Is that what your understanding is? 
Yeah, you know what? It was pretty unclear, I think, until this week. And some details came out in the call that was with licensed producers yesterday. And from what I've heard, it sounds like the SKUs are going to be available to the entire network. So as a retailer, you could white label a product um, with a really great partner. um, But that being said, it is going to be available to other retail groups as well. So um, we'll wait and see on more details. I haven't seen all of the information. And I think that the timeline on this program has also been extended a little bit. Originally, we were talking about a rollout like this summer. Um, with more of a test happening in the next six months. And I think probably a closer to a real rollout like eight months from now. Okay. Well, I'm sure we will see more details as, because uh, I think there was a call yesterday. I'm sure uh, some people who are on that call have details of what was on it. Um, so that, that will be something to look forward to as well for uh, Ontario uh, retailers and that the, the number's ever growing. Uh, they're still popping up. And I guess maybe that's where we'll finish. Like how... Are you seeing, like over the past six, eight, 12 months since we've been in lockdown several times here in Ontario, the, the number has skyrocketed numbers of retailers. Yeah. Are there retailers who are finding this? I mean, obviously they're all finding it difficult, but is this an interesting time to like work out some kinks that, that retailers may have? Or is it like they need a steady state to understand foot traffic and like, like how challenging is it right now, I guess, for retailers? Yeah, it's really challenging. Um, and there's a couple different spots that different retailers are in different places, right? We have some retailers who have been open for more than a year. And so this isn't their first rodeo. They've been through a couple lockdowns. They know what their own sales trajectories have been. Um, but in that, they've also added a lot of competition. And then you have retailers who are sitting on the sidelines kind of waiting to get open. Um, Then there are other retailers who have opened in one of these lockdowns and use it as an opportunity to like, like you said, work out the kinks and work on some training with the team. Every retail group is different. What you need is different. Um, What their expenses is sitting and waiting approach is different. So, I mean, it, it definitely is tough though, because what you need to think about as like, for example, with inventory as an opening buy, if you open now versus if you can open to the public, different products sell, different price points sell. Um, and it's really, really difficult to be able to differentiate between what two different strategies you need and you do need two strategies. Yeah. And we've talked to brands as well. And we know you've been part of some of those conversations on, on our on our content is like the beverage companies have been looking at, you know, May 2-4 to Labor Day as like, this is the time we are, we're going to sell a huge chunk of our beverages. But it also, we know beverages sell in store because of merchandising, because they're in coolers and they look cool. Like that is, that's hard. Yeah, it is hard. That being said, um, retailers could definitely take a look at how their um, online menu is merchandised. Um, so there's merchandising in store, but there's also being able to present the information that prompts the customer in the right way with their, your online menu. So if you were to take a quick scan of a number of retailers, I would say that it's probably a safe bet that beverages aren't going to be the number one, right. um, but they're a really great attachment product. So I'm um, thinking about where they could show up on your online menus could help increase those sales because we have seen them uh, drop off a little bit with like curbside or delivery. Yeah. Uh, not here. They're getting delivered here. 
your house. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I always appreciate talking to you. Thank you so much for being here on uh, this Friday morning. And we will connect with you uh, over the next couple of weeks as we get ready for our June Cannabis Retail Series. And folks can find out all the information at businessofcannabis.com. Krista, have a good day. Have a safe weekend. Thank you. You too, Jay. That was Krista Raymer of Vitrina Group talking about cannabis inventory strategy for retailers. If you like this podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps support the work we do. Thank you for joining us on B of C Live today. We're able to do what we do thanks to our ongoing partners, including Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, Headset, Gallagher, and Torque and Mains.